When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Baby bottle pop. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Baby bottle pop. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Anthony. Anthony. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony. All right, all right, all right. Relax. Relax. You get quite the intro, don't you? I really do. So much enthusiasm, more than they even usually give Peter. Well, that could be by design. Wow. But hi, everybody. How are you? Hi. I'm Anthony Pusick, and this is ENN. Ray Row. It's on Ray Row only. No Tiwi, no Michael, no Don, no Peter. But we did have Dan, we have Ty, we have Jacob with us in the back. It's been a great show, I think. I think it's been a fantastic show. And we will start. Good Monday show. We, a great Monday show. We'll do every ENN. As we always do, by starting with good evenings, and that is good evening to Dan. I actually was going to go and sit on Santa's lap, and I did. <laughs> Which is great. Good for you, Dan. <laughs> and every and all Jet fans deserve to give Dan a thank you You're welcome. for calcifying Mike White's ribs. And uh, Ty, how are you today? Nothing's ever too big for me. You were working with Rick that day, weren't you? Well. <laughs> uh, and let's... <laughs> Let's say hello. That take it out of context. I oh, mean, that happens a whole lot on of different things. That happens on the new morning show DPH on Rothenberg, six to ten here on ninety-eight seven, starting January third. It's a good and plug. I, I try. And one more time, Dan. How are you? I gave you away at the altar. We learned a lot about Dan today in the show, didn't we, Ty? <laughs> He's a man of many talents. He's, He's got people now. Lap. He's calcifying ribs. Calcifying ribs. I didn't contacts. calcify the ribs. I just delivered the message to someone who could then hopefully calcify What the ribs. milk like brand do we get to give thanks to for helping calcify the ribs of Mike White? Do we I know? It was, it was lactate. Was La- really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Lactose intolerant were those ribs, so we I, had to go a little lactate. I don't, I don't know if that's how. We'll have to ask Greg. Greg, Greg knows everything about everything, so he'll be able that's to give true. us a good answer on that. Um, so, guys, uh, this is actually going to be uh, a little different. I'm actually going to start with the Daily Don, driven Ooh. by Nissan. Um, oh. if, if you haven't seen on Twitter, some sad news uh, for the K-Show universe. Uh, Michael tweeted it out. He received an email from uh, Harry from Englewood's family, and unfortunately, um, Harry passed away at the age of 99, two days before Christmas. Um, really? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. God, oh, um, my God. I just heard him call in, like, what, a couple of days ago? Yeah, he called in, I guess, he. I called in the day before. Um, to Don and Peter, wishing them uh, a happy holidays. Was it the day we had the game on Thursday? That's right. It was the day we had the game. Oh, my gosh. Awful that's news. terrible. Oh, man. So it was the day we had the game. Um, everybody, uh, the outpouring of support for Harry on Twitter has been amazing. Um, and if you've ever heard Harry, I know Ty's probably screened a call or two of his over the years. Um, he was such a nice man. Um, he loved being on the show. We loved having him on the show. Um, and I think this was appropriate because for a daily Don, it's always a top five list. Everybody knows how this works. Don and Harry would go back and forth throughout the years, and I've actually found five of the best Harry drops that we have here in the system from the Michael K. Show. I think there's no better way to honor Harry um, than to play five of his drops. Uh, in no particular order, I'm not going to give a who you taking out because all of them are fantastic. Um, 
let's start with the fact that Don really had a uh, Don and Harry knew each other very very well. In fact, Don knew what Harry's favorite sport was. You're a big boxing guy, right? I hate boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an assumption by Don that Wait. obviously an older man must love boxing, right? Wait, how does he get it that wrong? Uh, well, he it, older gentlemen no, must love boxing. You know, because you know he figures it, you know there was two things that Harry probably loves given his age bracket. He loved, you know, he was he's an expert on boxing and prohibition. <laughs> to, be, to, be, to, to be that certain and, and that far off, I think, is so hilarious. He's like, no, I hate boxing. He didn't just say, no, it's not my favorite sport. He, he, he said he hates the sport. That's so funny to me. Oh, man. And then uh, we also have Harry just reaffirming the point. I can't stand boxing. Live at the Beach Bash, I believe, this uh, this year. Because Harry did make it out to the Beach Bash. He couldn't make it out to the 20th. Um, but it was so great. I know Michael, Don, and Peter really enjoyed seeing uh, Harry at the Beach Bash um, reaffirmed his hatred for boxing. Um, there <laughs> well, that became a theme, didn't it? <laughs> so, uh, if you guys remember, in the middle of the in the middle of the pandemic, when haircuts were uh, were hard to come by for obvious right. reasons, uh, Don kind of just let just let his hair grow out very, very, very long, uncomfortably um, long, uncomfortably long. Some would argue, and uh, Harry thought the same thing when when asked about what he thought of Don's hair. This is what he said: "I think it looks terrible." <laughs> At least he's honest. He was he was honest. He was a um, that's a shooter. good friend right there. That you is a good Donna friend. Pals, you got you can't have yes men all around you. Sometimes you gotta you tell them the truth. Do you think that's grounds for maybe calling it an intervention that Harry staged? I think he did. I mean I mean think about it. Remember Don always says, "Why didn't somebody pull me aside in the early days of the show when 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 Peter Peter wasn't around at the time, but when he looks back at pictures and says he didn't like the way he looked, why didn't somebody tell me that I needed to lose weight?" And he wanted somebody to tell him. So when Harry saw his hair and said, "I think it looks terrible," there you go. But so Harry still didn't out. then heed the advice of Harry because he went a long time before he got a haircut. He he did, but between like he didn't get him, his haircut, I think till twenty twenty two. But between Harry, between Edith, eventually, I'd like to think that they had something to do with with Don getting his haircut. And Don always looks good, but yeah, the hair was the hair was very long. I would say. So do you think he ultimately vote. succumbed to peer pressure? I think yeah. that's fair. I think that's fair. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, something else that uh, Harry would look out for is Don's health overall. Because Michael gets on me, thinks I'm too old to shovel. You are. <laughs> look, Harry's been around a long time. This was about a year or two ago on one of the snowstorms, and, and Harry called in because he heard that Don went out to shovel one of those big blizzards or snowstorms that we had a year or two ago, saying, I can't let this man continue to shovel. Right. And Harry, no, look, 99 years a long time. Harry's been around. He knows how to, He knows how to. you know... Keep longevity, and if if shoveling at, at Don's age was too much for him, then then Harry was going to make sure that that Don didn't do it. Now again, Don doesn't listen. I think he shoveled what, the what the little mini snowstorm we had down in Jersey. You guys had more snow than New York did, right? There wasn't much. I mean, depend if you were maybe a little bit inland and north, you had a, uh, maybe a little bit of a dusting or two. But like we're my neck of the woods, I got nothing. What if you were in East Hampton? <laughs> I don't even know. I still don't know if that place exists. Like somebody's gonna have to actually like take me there to show me it exists. It might not be. It might not yeah. be. And uh, there's only one way to end a top five list of Harry drops. Um, and I think this is an appropriate way. Oh, Michael, I have to thank you. Because Harry was always so gracious when he called up to us. He thanked us as if we were doing him the favor. He was doing us the favor for calling in and always making us smile and always having a positive spin on things. Except when Don had to shovel. Um, uh, I actually see somebody uh, put up an article on uh, NorthJersey.com uh, about about uh, Harry's passing because of the impact that he had not only on us but on listeners. 
and on the show, and I know I'm not doing as good a job as Peter would have done or Don would have done or Michael would have done uh, if they were here, but I couldn't wait until they got back to just thank Harry, uh, rest in peace, uh, um, tell Harry rest in peace, um, and uh, it was appropriate for me to give him a list. Uh, that is today's Daily Don driven by Nissan. Give you, Gift yourself what you've always wanted this holiday season at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive event. Shop your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com. Um, so just a thank you to Harry. Uh, for everything that he has done for the show and for everybody that has wished him uh, wished him and his family well. I know they appreciate it. We certainly appreciate it. Um, so thank you uh, to Harry. Yeah, thank you, Harry, Harry. You know, just listening, sure. listening to, you know, you guys do the show every day. It, it was evident how important he was. Yeah, you know, you always say it's a family. It's a family show. Harry, it just felt like he was part of the family. It was an event every time he called in. And then, as you mentioned, he made the appearance at the Beach Bash. He was almost like a, a, a K-show celebrity. So 100%. You know, to hear this news, it, it, it it's very saddening. But we hope that he's in a better place resting. I know he, on his last phone call, had said that he had been dealing with some, some type of a sickness. So I just hope, you know, for him and his family, I send my condolences and prayers and thoughts that he's in a better place resting where he has no more pain or no more illnesses. And for his family, too, you know, that they can, you know, um, you know, get over this and, you know, heal as you know, quickly as possible. And it's it's tough. But he was he was a character, you know, no other way to yes. put it. He was a character, a, a big, big fan favorite for sure. And uh, he'll be missed. He will. I actually saw some people that are that are fans of the show looking at their personal trending tweets. You know how Twitter's changed recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to get into that. But uh, uh, Rip uh, R. I. P. Harry was trending. Uh, that that's yeah, I have the that kind trending of trending on my Twitter right now. Yeah, that's just. But people that are fans of this show, that follow people that that listen to the show, that is the type of impact that uh, that this show has, and that and that the community of this show has. So um, rest in peace to Harry. Um, never really. Uh, we we never really have a, a down note on Ian, and it's usually the the fun time. But I thought this was important. Um, and hey, let's do it. Let's have some fun and uh, go to the Michael K. Show Pro Pick, sponsored by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because the guys have been in a little bit of a slide. Uh, it, it was not good this weekend, guys. It was not good. I don't know if you saw it. Jar from Oz always does a great job tweeting out um, a graphic for us of the picks. Um, only two wins total on the board this week. Not just for Don, not just for Michael, not just for Peter. The entire board only had two wins. Um, just two. Yeah, just two, yeah, just two out what of do you a possible. Mean two? Well, two out of a possible eleven picks. And what do I mean by that? Well, Aaron Boone's been in a little bit of a slide on his Thursday nighter. He took the Jets minus two and a half. He's now nine feel, and seven. That makes me feel sad that we had the manager of the New York Yankees believing in the Jets and they let him down. Oh, Ty. No, no. Not just the manager of the Yankees. Michael's two point pick, Don's three point pick, Peter's three point pick, <laughs> all down the tubes by Friday. Well, not Friday. Mm. Friday, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, Jets minus 2.5. That did not go so well. Um, Michael actually went over for the for the week. Uh, he had the Vikings minus 4. No belief in the Giants to keep it close as his three-point play. And his one-point well, play he was— he almost covered. The Vikings up 8. Yeah. And the Giants converted, uh, what was it, four, a fourth down play that got mm-hmm. Saquon the touchdown? Yeah. You know, almost had it. It's been that kind of uh, of a year for Michael. Um, so Vikings minus four, nothing. And his one-point pick, Bucks minus seven and a half, nothing. So Michael's at 43 points, 21, 25, and two. Don got his Steelers minus 2.5 pick right. Lost the Jets, lost his Titans two-point pick minus three. And that was just, I mean, you lost to the Texans. When it rains, it pours. And actually, fun with numbers, who's also done a great job with Jarv of keeping track of everything. Remember when... I think it was now three Fridays ago. Don kind of laid out all his picks for the whole yeah. season. 
Well, he decided he wanted to backtrack of that. I think he would have hit two of the three picks if he stuck oh, with them because no. one of them was the Giants, if I remember correctly. Oh, no. So he got 1.44.5 for the season, 21-24-3. And, and Peter, who has been fantastic all year, has kind of hit the skids a little bit, lost the Jets, lost his one-point pick of the Browns at minus 2.5, almost and probably should have lost the Bengals pick at minus 3 with his two-point play. But even in bad weeks, Peter... The best on the board with two points. He's got 58 and a half, 27, 20, and one. And Bear also lost with the Titans. So a bad week of pro picks for the guys. But that is the Michael K. Show pro picks sponsored by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So we'll see. This is always an adventure for me, guys, texting these guys on Thursday and Friday. Hey, what are your picks for the week? Well, Rosenberg's just got to, you know, he's got the lead, so he's just running the ball, trying to run the clock out. He, he doesn't really need to have great weeks, just has to avoid Kay and, and, and Don, you know, having 3-0 and type weeks. So he's playing keep away. Just run the football, Peter, and you'll be fine. Well, Ty, he was like the Eagles this year, right? Because you always strive. When you're the last undefeated team, you're striving for that Dolphin team, right? Yeah. So he was saying, when was the last five years on the show, as long as I've been here, what was the best record? And I think Michael was, I think, plus 10 or plus 11 three or four years ago. And Peter's like, oh, I have to hit that. Well, not right now. He's not doing plus that. fourteen, right? Oh, 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 you meant overall record. overall like record, like games. over okay. five hundred record, I like how it. and how much of a and now he still has a big margin of lead, so he should feel good about that. Is he gonna have the best year ever in TMKS Pro Picks history? Not too sure. Now, where do you think the picks slide in during the vacation? Like, because when you're off, you're really not thinking about work. You're not, you know, you're off doing your thing. You're living your life. You kind of want to hit the restart button and charge the batteries like are the picks something that's like really uh, on, on the forefront of your mind i can't imagine that they are i wouldn't be for me i wouldn't even be looking at the spreads if they weren't sent to me probably no i, don't I, think would, I would either hopefully peter's been picking his games his actual games on on fanduel uh your sponsor as well now dan so that's true hopefully he's been doing that um but the big news of the day guys it's six sixteen. we haven't gotten to a story so i'm really getting the hang of the cnn thing because i think <laughs> i'm doing a pretty good job with it Hey, that sounds like you're taking a shot at one of my friends, and I don't like it. No, no, I'd never take a shot. I would never take a shot at Peter. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Robert Sala, earlier today, Jets QB situation. Mike did get clearance, so he will be the starter. Number two quarterback will be Joe Flacco. The plan for Zach, again, it hasn't changed. I still think he's got a future here. I still think he's going to be a really good quarterback. He needs time to just kind of sit back and continue the development that we we're trying to re-kickstart, if you will, after the New England game, but still have him in our future and our, and our plans. And very shortly after that, Robert Sala was on this very show and was asked this by show. Dan. That's right. You can listen to it on our Hour One podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Jacob's been putting them up hourly. 
Um, does Zach have the confidence to play quarterback in the NFL right now? Confidence is a big thing. You know, I think I think he would say the same thing with regards to confidence and not that he's not confident in his ability, but to be able to step on a football field in this league, uh, you've got to feel like Superman at all times. And he's a young man that I think if he feels like he's wearing that cape, he's capable of doing a heck of a lot of really, a lot of really, really good things. And those are some of the things that we've got to get reconnected to because he is a heck of a talent. And he just, like most players in this league, he needs time. And we're going to do everything we can to give him the time that he needs to become the quarterback we think he can be. Except if he's wearing that in, cape and wants it, it, to and can reconnect. So read between the lines there, right? First of all, so here's my thing. You're going to yeah. do everything in your power to get him back on track and reconnecting with, and I'm paraphrasing, like whatever the potential he has. How how are you doing that by benching him? And look, I, I support the benching. I'm, I'm not someone being critical of it. I, I think Mike White gives him the best chance to win. And if you've got the playoffs in, right in your vicinity, you got to attack that. I just don't know how this guy, after what he did last year, can come back and in this season get benched twice. And now we come into year three thinking that he's got a legitimate shot of being the quarterback of this team going forward. I, I just don't see it physically, emotionally. And I, I think he's done. I think we've seen him in the Jet uniform for the final time. And look, Steve Young said it today. I mean, he's been uh, very complimentary of Zach. He's always said that Mike White has a ceiling, and if Zach can figure out the fundamental things that were that were bothering him, whether it be mechanically or confidence-wise, while he was on the field, he gives the Jets a higher ceiling to beat teams like the Mahomeses, Burrows, and Allen-led teams of the world. But even Steve admitted today to us, it, it actually wasn't helping that he was playing. Um, and if Mike White didn't get hurt, he probably wouldn't have played um, because they really clearly there were more issues than just oh give him a three week benching and get him from not dressing to being the backup to he's gonna start because of the injuries that Mike White's dealing with. Um, so you know I think I'm I'm in agreement with you guys. I I don't I don't see Zach starting for the Jets again. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I think uh, that the, the the ship has sailed here for him. I like th- there have been cases, you know, few and far between in in the NFL, not just you know here in New York, but around the NFL, to where you know guys lose their jobs, they get them back, and then all of a sudden they author some nice you know stories for the rest of their career, like Phil Sims, you know. But that was like forty years ago. Remember, Bill Parcells benched him for Scott Bruner, you know. And you're thinking, boy, it's not like he got benched for you know Steve Young or Joe Montana or a future Hall of Famer or something like that. And yet Phil Sims came back and became a Super Bowl MVP and all those things. But are we confident that that same thing is going to hold true for somebody like Zach? Like like Ty said, I'm kind of in agreement. I just – I don't think it's happening. And right now, if the organization and that coaching staff, I bet you if you get them and, you know, ask them secretly or truthfully, hey, they want to win games. That's their job. And obviously they don't have confidence in this guy because look at even further down the depth chart. It's not that he's even the number one. He ain't even the number two. So, yeah. God forbid, if something were to happen to Mike White, it's going to be Joe. They're more confident that Joe Flacco could go in there and win him a game than Zach Wilson right now. Right. So, uh, Ockers raise him here. Sometimes the, the simplest answer is the correct one. Here's what we know. The Jets, this Sunday, will play the biggest game of the season, essentially a playoff game in Seattle. And they've decided that they would rather a compromised Mike White, who's dealing with fractured ribs, go out there than the number two overall pick from just last season. Uh, he can say what he wants uh, about Zach getting his way back. And, look, I, I trust Sal as a head coach. I'm a fan of this team. I've, I've seen the growth. It, there, there's no chance he's going to make his way back. I'm, I'm sorry. We're, we're seeing that he's, he's struggling. The 22 starts, and right now his, his confidence is shot. It, I, I just don't see it happening. So, that, to me, thing, that's the answer. The other thing, too, about him, and, and this almost kind of gets, like, swept under the rug – 
just because of the performance itself. But, you know, the questions about Mike White we have, and there's a lot more because, you know, we just don't have that extensive body of work. He's only played like six games. Zach is also a guy that once upon a time, before, like when the Jets were winning and they were 5-1 and one with him and we weren't questioning whether or not he was, the one thing that still kind of hovered around was, oh, his durability. Because remember, he got injured last year and missed a chunk of the season, or at least, you know, a, a quarter of the season. This year he got hurt in training camp and or in preseason and missed six weeks. So you have that on top of it as well, but that's almost something that, like, we immediately, like, just kind of remove from the or the conversation because oh, he can't play anymore, apparently, right? Like, his performance is now the greater concern as opposed to, oh, by the way, he also has durability concerns. But yeah, what— I'm go sorry, ahead, Ty. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, as much as it stinks to, to, to arrive at this conclusion on the quarterback who we had such high hopes for, I would much rather us have a definitive answer, which is what I think we have now, than what happened with Sam Darnold when we're entering year three and we're still like, oh, we don't know what's going on with the quarterback. The Jets have have a good That's enough fair. roster to go get the quarterback this offseason, and now they're a legitimate playoff contender uh, next year and possibly could make some noise. So we're not wasting another another year of the talented guys on this roster. We finally have the answer on this guy, and it's not the one we want, but at least we do have it. I think, do you guys even remember, do you, do you remember Rick Meyer's career or not really? He was in 93. Yeah, no, me and Ty are out. Well, forget. Nine, you know, Drew Bledsoe was the number one pick. Parcells took him with the Patriots, went on to have a real good career, as we know. Rick Meyer was the number two pick, and it was almost like that coin flip, right? Kind of like the Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing, you know, Bledsoe, Rick Meyer. And believe, and Rick Meyer went number two to Seattle. Rick Meyer actually won offensive uh, or, or rookie of the year or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, his rookie year. He was okay, not great, okay, but then things got steadily worse in Seattle to where they finally gave up for him, traded him to Chicago, and Dave Wanstead was the coach then. They gave up, like, a huge sum thinking change of scenery would fix this guy. Never did. And Rick Meyer became just like a journeyman backup from team to team for the rest of his career. Maybe that's what the future holds for Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah and I think he, he – but at least he ended – I feel like in And Rick Meyer ended up back with the Jets, ironically enough. Yeah, but in his rookie year, I feel like didn't he set like records uh, passing? It was some record Rick Meyer set in his rookie year. I believe it was like rookie record for passing yards. So at least he had that going for him. I don't know Whereas about that. I think he just. I, mean, I think it might have been like for sacks or something. It was. Like that, I feel like he set a record. I don't know. I could, I could be getting that wrong. But but he was okay, and it was always oh the team isn't very good. You know, he doesn't have a lot around him. The best is going to – we're going to see the best of this guy. The problem with Rick Meyer, you know, what kind of was almost like he was the nail in the coffin before he even stepped foot in the NFL because during the whole, like, draft process and whatnot, the great Bill Walsh said that Rick Meyer was the next Joe Montana. You know, they, they, they were both Notre Dame guys, so on and so forth, similar. And obviously, if they're going to put that put you on that pedestal, that's a lot to live up to, and obviously he never came close. Well, here's my thing, guys. You talk about that maybe Zach can find it somewhere else. I'm not saying that we are, but other people could say, well, you know, maybe with uh, with time somewhere else Zach could find it. Th what does that look like? Does that look like Geno this year with, with the Seattle Seahawks? Because if that's the case, is, do you really want – are you trying yeah, to hold good. that hope for that? I'm good. <laughs> but, well, that's what I'm saying, Ty, right? Like, is he is he ever going to end up being this top 10 quarterback? Because No. No, and, and look, I, I get it. Steve Young knows a heck of a lot more about being a quarterback in the NFL than I do. And he talks about all the things that – I. Uh, he's better off on fourth and eighteen yeah. than in simple 
route running situations where it's a timing route or he's got to read the defense in a certain way that's a little more complex and he just can't do it. I don't know if that is worth holding on to. While, as you pointed out, Ty and Dan, you've got a defense that's playoff ready. You have tons of talent. When Brees Hall comes back, you already have Garrett Wilson. Don may have to get season tickets to our one of our listeners because they might have offensive and defensive rookie yeah. of the year. You can't waste the prime years of this team on maybe finding a quarterback. It's time you know to get a veteran. The uh, fascinating subset of this whole conversation is, like, it, typically we would be roasting the GM for, for failing on this quarterback. And all we heard was, if Darnold does, I'm, I'm sorry, if Zach, a little Freudian slip there, if Zach Wilson doesn't work out, then that might spell the end of Joe Douglas. What's so fascinating about this is that he's hit everywhere else. And part of why we are at this point where they have to bench Zach Wilson is because Joe Douglas has been so good the last two drafts, the Jets are contending for the playoffs. So you now have to punt on trying to develop your young quarterback in favor of getting to the, getting to the postseason. So I just think that's so fascinating. Well, and, and the conversation, remember, when Sam Darnold was here was, how do we know? Because there's nothing around him, right? Because they were rebuilding. They didn't have a lot of talent around him. And it's, oh, how do we know that this is ultimately what the ceiling is going to be? Or how do you get the best out of the quarterback if he has nothing to work with? It's the complete opposite in this case. Because now this roster is good enough to obviously be a playoff-type team. And if you're still not getting the production, then what are you going to do? Still wait for the quarterback? Right. Like how much longer can you slow down the process? And they obviously realized the second half or that game up in Foxborough, that was the end all be all like enough is enough. We have a team that's good enough to make the playoffs. We can't keep being held back by the all important position. And that's why they made the change. And just side note, uh, I see it on my screen. Uh, he did set rookie records. For, it looked like for attempts, completions and yards. So uh, thank you to Jacob. for He getting did. OK. Good job. Shout out to Jacob. I thought you were going to give us the uh, the update on the um, the World Junior score tie on NHL Network. USA up five two on Latvia. I know you're locked in. I just there we to, go. Yeah, I, I I thought that's where you were going. But you are you are here today, Ty. So of course we have to get in. It's a little bit of Lakers. All right. Let's, uh, let's not, not do it. Not I was going to say let's do it, but then I'm like, no, let's not do that. It was when 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 it was plus money for Dallas at some point in that game. A lot of people were very happy. I'm sure when they when when uh, when the Lakers were up early. Here's LeBron talking about. Not playing with his buddy AD. Without AD, you know, we lose a lot of length, which we don't have already. So, you know, we have to make up, you know, in ways that, you know, without AD is just very difficult, very challenging. So at one point we had a lineup of, I think AR was the tallest guy on the court. So, you know, rock sciences to figure that out. 124-115 final on Christmas. Dallas gets the win in Dallas on Dirk Nowitzki statue reveal day. Um... Ty scored 51 points in the third quarter. That is unheard of. How do you allow a team to score 51 in a quarter? Like that that that's just insane to me. Dan, you've been watching basketball your your, your entire life. 51 points in a quarter? Yeah. That that's happens. a lot. Knicks were involved in a game like that already this year. Remember then they put up a 50 spot in the in the first quarter and then they lost the game? Bing bong. Oh, against Oklahoma City, I believe. I think right. It was the like the most game. points ever in like the hi- in franchise history in the first quarter, and they lost the game. Yeah, Josh Giddy uh, went triple double on them, and then SGA in that second half tore them apart. That uh, was that yeah, Sunday matinee game. Yeah, that was the game that you know right before they went on that road trip. Uh, but just yeah, the Lakers. 
I, I don't love hearing LeBron say that, but he's right. It, it's just so funny to see him. You know, he gave you thirty eight and and six points yesterday, and the Lakers in the second half no had no chance to win that game. So that's a tough loss um, for 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 my boys in LA. Don't you now think that? Seven games under five hundred. That um, statue reveal for Dirk was like swept under the rug. Like I did not even know it was happening until after it happened. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. Is I didn't it like know the either. Christmas thing? Like, was that the best day to do it? <laughs> Probably not. Probably I, not. I, I guess you feel you're gonna get the eyeballs because it's Lakers Mavs is is a standalone NBA game. I know there's NFL happening, but as an NBA game, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I didn't know that that was happening. No, there's Christmas happening too. You know what I mean. Apart from the NFL, like people, you know. I, I actually was going to go and sit on Santa's lap, and I did. <laughs> and I would have asked them to 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 build, uh, you know, sculpt the Dirk Nowitzki statue. Boy, you got everything from Santa this year, huh, Dan? A few things. All right. Well, we go from one of Ty's favorite teams to one of Ty's favorite players, Aaron Rodgers. Asked about his team's playoff chances after a win against Miami. How do you like this team's playoff chances right now? Definitely better than uh, three weeks ago. Four, I guess, because the bye. Mike, yeah, what do you think? Pretty good, yeah. Getting better. A lot of things happen our way. Pretty uncharacteristic fourth quarter for Tua uh, through three picks. Um, and now, of course, it came out today that uh, Mike McDaniel says he has been placed in the concussion protocol. Not necessarily having a concussion, but showing symptoms. Um, obviously scary for him. We know what he went through earlier in the year. And it took him a while to come back. Um, and there's a video going around on on Twitter uh, that somebody pointed out that he did hit his head in the first half. Now, who knows if that is where it occurred? Um, I'm sure there were plenty of other instances where Tua was hit in the head or near Don't the head. Don't you just love the, head. The, the, the Twitter doctor experts? Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Best. Well, I mean, uh, it, by the way, if if a NFL player got a concussion every time they hit their head, I don't think we'd play the, be playing the NFL that much. Yeah. Because everybody would be pulled out for protocol. Because every, people get hit their heads a lot. But with Tua, of course, it's very concerning because of the situation that he's been in. Um, he talked about his three picks in the fourth quarter yesterday. On the first one, I tried to throw it over a defender, but I ended up really throwing over the defender and uh, Tyreek. So that one that one got, got away. The, the second one, I might have said the wrong play. I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, but... There was just some commu- communication errors on that, and then the third one was was just not a not a good ball. So the Patriots now are betting favorites uh, minus a one and a half on Caesars with uh, Tua's status in doubt. And guys, a lot of Jet QB alumni that you have to keep an eye on this week. <laughs> of course, the Jets have to worry about Geno. They're playing him in Seattle. Pete Carroll, by the way, with some interesting comments today, saying that he also was let go by the Jets, so he's certainly feeling a way about this game, um, <laughs> as if as if the Jets needed anything else to feel bad about. Um, but also now, Teddy Bridgewater, who, ironically, the Jets knocked out of a game earlier this year, will now have to be the one, uh, will now, they will now have to rely on uh, him against New England um, for Miami in order to keep the Jets' playoff chances alive. Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, started one game this year. Remember, he came in for that Cincinnati game when Tua was, you know, knocked unconscious, which was the worst, you know, diagnosed head injury in the history of football. Hundred percent. Um, he started at home against the Vikings. Dolphins lost by eight. Teddy went twenty three of thirty four for three twenty nine, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, and last year, remember, he went seven and seven as a starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And, boy, wouldn't they love to be in that position as opposed to the mess they're in right now. Yeah, so with the offensive firepower that the Dolphins have, it's still a game that they can win. 
they're in New England, so that would explain the spread. And obviously, there's going to be a drop off from a guy who, too, earlier in the season, folks argued he could be in the MVP conversation. So it's still a game the Dolphins can win. I don't love their chances, but uh, that that offense can put up some points. And the, and as you mentioned, Dan, the the Pats that is a bad football team. Pats aren't a good team. And the they're, Dolphins they're, have had success against New England, too, which is like, you know, over the last couple. They beat them earlier in the year. I know it was up uh, or down in Miami, different. But Miami won in Foxborough last year. They and, and remember, that was like the one team all those years that, like, would give Brady and Belichick problems, especially yeah, when they, they lost go down that, to Miami. They lost that Week 18 game that instead of getting a first-round bye, they had to play yep. – uh, and, and the first weekend. And to Fitzpatrick. They, yeah. So it'll be, obviously, already was going to be an exciting Week 17, even more so now with all of the news that we've already gotten into. And that, of course, will do it for ENN. We are over the clock, which I would yell at Peter about, and I have to yell about myself about uh, on this Monday. Integrity? Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.